0: This is Voices of the Industry, the Apps Alliance podcast. Hello, this is Jake Goldstein of the Application Developers Alliance. Today, my guest will be coming to speak with us all the way from Bulgaria. Anton is one of the co-founders of Flyver, a leader in the drone app space. We'll be discussing the maturity level of that space, both in terms of hardware and software platforms, the public perception of drones and the regulatory environment surrounding them, and why he believes that drones are one of the biggest opportunities for app makers today. Hello, Anton. Before we get started, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about Flyver.
1: Yes, hello Jacob. Flavor is a startup. It's a company funded by a local accelerator here and uh, we are doing SDK, software development kit, enabling developers to write apps for drones. That was quick. (laughs) (laughs) But I can elaborate a little bit more. Actually, the... We are we're trying to uh, help developers, uh, especially Android developers, to feel very comfortable with drones and create uh, something which we don't uh, have at the moment. It's called the Smart Drone and Smart Drone is something what smartphone is but for, for drones and uh, this is what developers work on and create apps and content and basically is the not only the software development kit, but also uh, which actually is a tool to develop but also the uh, platform to publish and monetize the apps as it is with uh, smartphones and apps for smartphones
0: Okay, Um. you sort of you said in, in describing yourself that you're trying to create something that you don't think exists which is the smart drone, which sort of leads into the first thing I wanted to talk about, which is that well, I think that drones get a lot of of press coverage obviously and, and a lot of attention both for military and civilian use. Um, but things like Amazon's proposed app drone delivery program. Uh, but unlike things like connected cars, the connected home, it's not a topic that people associate with developers. Do you th- So I, I was wondering where you think the relationship between drones and developers is right now. How mature is both the technology and how mature is the market for apps related to drones?
1: Yeah, right. Uh, it's still not. We're still not there yet. But uh, we based our uh, strategy, and uh, we believe that this will ch- change very soon. Why? Because developers uh, like to play, and they they just need the right platform for that. And uh, until now. As you said, the technology is not quite mature eh, from developer's perspective, if you like, and a developer would need a development platform, API, SDK, uh, testing environment, uh, and, and, and maybe a marketplace to publish his work. His work. So um, at the moment, we don't have these building blocks of real mature developer ecosystem. Uh, so. F- but this is changing. Uh, at the moment, drones uh, are more are looking more like toys than uh, real tools for business or, or, or fun that has more than one application in them. But this is changing and this is what developers uh, using flyware are doing. Uh, for uh, we we have just the top of the iceberg at the moment, uh, having just quite a small number of applications that are, uh, let's say close to our imagination of what drones can can do, but uh, the more people using Flunivar SDK, the more ideas they provide, the the more we see that there is quite a limited number of different applications that will change the way we look at the drones and uh, notwithstanding that the drones are currently uh let's say restricted in uh, number of minutes they fly respectively range uh and, and a few other parameters uh, this will this will change we believe
0: yeah yeah um so that, that sort of brings me to, to the next point I want to talk about you kind of and you kind of said this that that the technology isn't isn't there for for the point where you think it will be. But you treat the drone as, as this platform which developers can can do a lot of different things from. And you're sort of envisioning, you know, a lot of different ways to use drones rather than the, the toy functions or the sort of the standard functions we now think of them having. Do you think that the lack of maturity is a lack, is is a, something what you're talking about with, with flying minutes and range, is it a hardware issue where we need to, to start thinking about these things now and then when the next generation of drone hardware gets released this becomes a more viable solution or do you think that it, it's a software thing do you think that we need to just sort of um do you think it's just sort of more developer involvement more developer tools more developer mind share and thinking about drones that is that's that's holding back uh those applications or or are we just gonna have to wait until the hardware catches up to you know what we imagine drones can be
1: yeah yeah a very good question actually we, we I think it's uh, easy to, to, to say that these things are closely related which comes first I'm not sure but uh, I see both actually uh, working in the same direction uh, We from one point uh, we see the drone manufacturers trying to create uh, better and better drones uh, longer and longer lasting having a longer um, wider, uh, longer reach, but also from developers' point of view, developers try to create and take the maximum of the hardware that they have currently at the moment, and even go further. They, since a drone, it's uh, as we see it at the moment, it's not very hard to build. Uh, in, in your garage, if you, are, if, you have, uh, uh, if you have the motivation to do that, then you can add additional sensors, uh, cameras and so on, so developers are trying to even go uh, beyond uh, what's, what's currently offered on the market as uh, on-the-shelf uh, products. So, and they are respectively giving ideas to producers what could be expected, what applications can be created, if they add additional sensors or additional flight time um, and so on. So. Uh, it could be it could be both, but I think developers prevail a little bit more since they are uh, more <laughs> as a, as a number and their imagination works in the direction uh, to create more value and to create some more interesting applications. And uh, and uh, we are at stage I think where developers are, are doing that not because of a business requirement, uh, but uh, I'm talking majority of them, but because they believe in something. They believe that a drone should, uh, for example, clean windows. And uh, they, they work in that direction. It sounds uh, maybe a little bit too optimistic, to uh, maybe beyond our imagination, but... Uh, some people work in that direction and other people in creating apps that are currently not supported by the technology at the moment. But uh, th- this, is, uh, this is what actually will help uh, industry leaders and producers to see what's actually valuable in one drone and what applications uh, could become mass market in, uh, and, and respectively start building such drones.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you you raised a couple of, of really interesting points there and, I, and I'd like to to dig in a little bit. Um and the first is is sort of the the malleability of the current crop of drone hardware, the ability to to modify and change it if you have the time and inclination to do so. And I guess my sort of my question is do you see that being more of a of a boon to the consumer drone market where where maybe those those modifications are are more expensive, but you have people who are willing to sort of make, um, less consistent products and who aren't as relying as much on, on service and warranties as they would be in the, in the enterprise market. Or do you think that that's a thing where, where enterprises that are looking to use drones to, to improve their business models, um, who have the resources and, and the, the staffing potentially to, to, and the time and, and money to potentially, um, Modify these drones to fit their purposes are are going to be more interested in that. So, do do you think that malleability makes the transition to to more pervasive consumer or enterprise uses
1: <laughs> drones uh, easier? we we see this both uh, the directions and uh, we we have on our slide two type of colleges uh, and uh, and for different uh, apps uh, and apps ideas that we receive from our community and the first uh, metric is the, the commercial value uh, and the second one is the Fun that a developer or user might have all of this. Actually, uh, for commercial use, you might have a very strong commercial value of different applications and uh, not so much fun and vice versa. So these are two different uh, streams that are uh, that uh, we see at the moment uh, as in the heads of the developers and enterprises as well. What we also know is that there are very high-demanding uh, high, end, uh, high demanding, uh, industry uh, applications and cases that have to be covered by drones in several verticals, and I can give a lot of examples here, for example, agriculture, um, or utilities and infrastructure. Uh, so, uh, drones are no longer toys in, in that uh, perspective, but uh, there's not much fun in that, but on the, on the other hand uh, there we see a much bigger quantity of number of applications that have less commercial value, uh, who knows actually, but it has a lot of fun in, in them, for example, John that uh, uh, writes a uh, in in the in the sky saying, "I love you to your beloved one or so. So uh, we think that uh, there will be more quantity in the non-commercial apps uh, and uh, less quantity in the business apps, but higher commercial value. And, of course, um, maybe there will be some non-commercial apps that will become commercial. And actually, that's where Fliverr um, um, puts our, we put our bet on um, to uh, to create more and more apps that the people see value and uh, uh, people will, will pay money for that. doesn't matter whether they are in commercial or non-commercial sector.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a really, it's an interesting way to, th- to think about development because I think that that's something you see in, the two streams are, are something you see in, in app development in general, where you have this sort of model of development that's focused on creating value for, for a business and, and commercializing and, and, you know, getting funding quickly and all that. And then you have this sort of idea of, of that the most successful app businesses come from people who are making fun apps that they're passionate about. But I think that there was drones. And, and I, I wonder if you agree with me here, this is kind of, uh, maybe, maybe a less, less, you know, um, you know, quantitative point or whatever. But I think with drones, it it might be more skewed towards apps that that start out as people playing just because there's something physically to play with. You have this drone. And and I think that, you know, for the same reason that that remote-controlled cars were were so popular for so long and the reason that drones are kind of seen as toys is that they are fun, just sort of inherently. And I think that, well, there's obviously a ton of great applications of business applications and real world applications and ways to improve industry and our lives in general. Um, I think that, that you can't, that one of the reasons that I believe that drones are going to work is, is sort of this element of play to them. And I was wondering if, if you agree, or if you think that the market's going to be driven more by business functionality and more by that potential power to to replace Human labor in a place where it really shouldn't be needed, for example, or do something that you couldn't use human labor for um, with a drone that can, can be controlled by a person or automated.
1: I tend to agree with you. The, the play is always a motivator for people to, to do something, uh, especially for developers. And uh, there will be we don't know yet how many uh, applications that are from will be created, but we know there will be a lot and uh, the the motivator is absolutely different from the enterprise and the commercial world. Um, uh, we uh, At the moment, we know that there are businesses that need drones for specific tasks that uh, humans cannot do well or efficiently or cannot do at all.:
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I I guess. I don't it's an interesting it's an interesting point to think about because it, it's this is, you know, we talk about the internet of things and things like that as an emerging technology, but drones are really really an emerging technology. We're really just sort of starting to see beyond the first initial applications of the basic idea of, of a drone what this could do. And I guess I I mean I was going to ask you what you, why you thought that if I'm a small developer with with limited resources, I should be thinking about drones or investing in drones? But I guess sort of the more more relevant questions. I think it's it's clear that, that drones are, you know, a real option for or or an option that creates a lot of real value and something that would be really interesting for most developers to do and and fun to do. Is um is where do you think if you were going to be making a drone app right now, what kind of hardware would you be working with? Would you be using sort of the small flying device that we think of for the traditional consumer drone? Um, would you be using something, something more landborne? Would you be trying to find a more unique device? What do you think is the most mature form of drone hardware for, from the developer perspective? And what do you think is the one that has the most potential from a developer
1: perspective? Yeah. First, let me address what could be a small developer's point of view entering this or investing in in this. But actually, there is some investment to be made, not in terms of money only, but in terms of time and maybe learning some technology. First, with it. Uh, we did the entry barriers very, very low in terms of learning a new technology. Uh, there is, there is not no new technology to learn. Is actually, Android environment. So every Android, millions of Android developers can start working and uh, developing uh, apps for drones uh, even today. But uh, what kind of, of hardware they should use? Uh, there we see different types of developers and uh, some developers are pure developers they want to code they uh, they don't want to screw or screw things um, soldier and so on so uh, if you are a coder then uh, you, you just take the uh, pre-designed uh, fiber enabled dev kit that we have and it's a drone that uh, we have pre-installed with all the, all the necessary uh, parts so that you just start uh, developing uh, apps for Android and attach your phone in the, uh, to, to the drone on board. Uh, that's, that's the easiest way, but if you're more geeky and if you have, uh, if you have time and motivation to uh, go deeper in that, uh, in in our blog we are explaining how to uh, how to hack or let's say jailbreak your drone uh, drones that are on consumer uh, or, or market and uh, there are currently quite a big number of drones that can be hacked uh, and since since none of them are so mature to think of security and think of uh, protecting developers to write apps. They don't protect, but they don't encourage that as well. So, um, if you like that, we, we are very happy to, to provide materials and information on how to uh, hack most of the, the Chinese uh, available drones that are also very affordable. If you want to be the real, um, the real <laughs> engineer and uh, real want to build it from scratch, uh, this is also possible, but uh, this part of creating the, the vehicle, the, the drone itself, uh, you have to find somewhere else. And this is also possible, it's not that hard. It could be a rotary uh, machine with quadcopter or hexacopter or octocopter, with different numbers of propellers. Uh, but it also, could also be a uh, fixed-wing uh, plane-like uh, machine, and uh, you know, there's a plenty of information that's available on the internet how to build that. We just uh, put our inject our technology in the drone, and you put your uh, smartphone uh, on board. That's becoming the real intelligence of the drone, and helps executing different apps. Uh, and uh, while you build it, every app can create a different uh, type of uh, of a use case for your drone. You now it becomes a multi-purpose device.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I, and I I guess that that is you know the, the question you have to ask when you're when you're working with drones is you know what level do you want to work at? Are you going to go over the top of an existing technology? Or are you going to sort of Go deeper level and and modify it, or you can start from scratch. But I I want to talk a little bit about this sort of like jailbreaking level because it's a very interesting, and I think it gets into a deeper point point about working with an emerging market like drones. Is that there's opportunities like that where people um, aren't thinking about about things like making sure that only their software runs on their hardware, and you can create a new a new solution to use an existing hardware model better. Um, over the top of of what's already been there.
1: Uh, Yeah, It's it's a good point and from developers' perspective, uh, you can create uh, an app and use it in your drone by yourself or you can uh, publish it and distribute it and uh, enable hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people uh, use your app and uh, currently we know there are several millions of drones available on the market and uh, projections of the market research agencies are that they will double each year, so there is a quite significant opportunity for people developing apps to become, let's say, famous or or at least uh, known uh, that with their apps and um, if uh, many many developers remember early times of uh, uh, smartphone apps and smartphone app markets where they were quite unpopulated. There is no competition there, and uh, many many of us missed that time. But some did uh, quite uh, quite a lot of money and uh, users. Uh, So being first on unpopulated markets is quite a good opportunity and um, now is the time uh, to enter this market, Uh, probably the the window of opportunity will close soon uh, since this technology is becoming quite uh, popular and you know that technology innovation cycles are are happening faster and faster, each cycle is faster than the previous one Uh, and for example uh, apps for smartphones appear, mass smartphones appear uh, 15, 20 years after the first feature phones, and uh, we believe in drones that will happen much faster.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no and I, I didn't mean to, to make it seem like the, the drone market was small or that there was an opportunity there, That the point that I was that I was hoping to bring up about sort of the the, the new, the, the, you know, the, the fact that the drone market is so new uh, and especially the drone market for apps is is so new is that there's also good some some odd issues sort of regulatory and public perception that you have to deal with and and I wanted to bring up that I think that sort of for for an American app developer perspective one of the issues is that the public idea in the American market of drones primarily is military i mean when you say the word drones and, and people think about you know, military applications and, and missile strikes in, in various countries, and, and I don't I I want to get political, um, which is because it's not the purpose of this podcast, but do you, I just want your opinion as a, as a European developer and someone who works in the global market for these apps of whether you think that that perception exists outside the United States um, and do you think that that, that it's or, and, and other global markets and, you know, around the world does that perception exist and do you think that that perception is going to be a problem for someone making drones or drone apps?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Drones have a little bit of bad reputation, but because of their military use, but drones we are addressing are they look different at least they they look different they, they have different uh, architecture and they they can do different things. I think that perception is not uh is is bad not only in united states it can be everywhere because news are of killing people and uh, and war news are, are everywhere so and not only american government is using that many governments uh uh does do that so uh, the, yeah you're right in europe it's slightly better and i think Good news are prevailing uh, over bad news, so there's a quite a big number of good news happening these days. I'm sure it's everywhere, it's not only in Europe, mm-hmm. about clever people, developers uh, using drones for good purposes. And um, that's actually what we want to emphasize. And uh, the more success stories and the more, the more stories um, on the positive side we have, uh, the less we will think of drones like war machines. and. Um, and, uh, and there is a lot of tension about that, whether drones are good or bad, uh, whether they will help us or not. So I think developers are working in that directions, uh, direction to create some smart apps, just to make their own life easier, maybe. That's where usually it starts. So make our life uh, better, and uh, we will forget about, uh, or at least give another name to uh, bad drones.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that the, that you're right. I think that, that the perception will change in the same way that that the perception of the way smartphones affect privacy is changing, and, and all of these things. But um, but you know, I think that the other the other sort of thing that developers could run into with the, with the the nature of working with a technology is new as drones and smart drones, as, as you describe them, is that there's a lot of different regulations around drones globally and then you know not that there aren't a lot of different regulations on a global scale for most things but it's a very different a different world in say the american market than in you know the developing world i mean you are not allowed to use uh, a flying drone uh, for commercial purposes in the u.s market you have to file for an exception with the faa and it's just like that's the way the situation is. And there are obviously people working on changing that. Um, and it may change. Uh, who knows? But but I think that in a lot of different countries, the, the laws are more lax. So would you say that, that speaking specifically to, to the enterprise functions, that the European regulations are are, are more lax, it's easier to, to be making enterprise drone functions in Europe? And would you say that, that globally, the opportunity... Uh, there, that there 's not many restrictions coming from regulations that someone working from an American perspective might think there are.
1: Yes, uh, there are some exceptions in the United States already. so FAA granted several licenses to commercial drone operating companies. And, uh, this was a result of heavy lobbying. And I know this is, uh, what's uh, happening even at, at the moment. Uh, and, but regulations are regulations. So if there are too many exceptions, there is no regulation. And, uh, regulations in the United States are, are tough and strict. That may be for good. Uh, that's, that's good. But, uh, there are also regulations in, in Europe and other parts of the world. So I think we are very, we are in a situation where an emerging market uh, is, is is appearing, and uh, and uh, we have to be careful about the, the risks and uh, problems that drones can create. We are absolutely aware that drones can uh, create some damages or even hurt people, uh, but and and. Regulations are not necessarily a bad thing. Yes, there are obstacles for the businesses to, to operate, but we also know that some regulations have to be applied. The question is where is, uh, where is the, the dividing line. and um, But I would advise developers that... It's not, our, it's not our game. We're not in the politics. We are, we are developers and we are creating good things and smart, smart applications. So, uh, and smart applications are about uh, creating value for uh, businesses or for end users. I think that uh, these exceptions that we have at the moment are a result of, uh, uh, of the fact that there is uh, quite a big value in, in drones in this particular example, in the movie industry. So drones are very cheap and affordable way to create some stunning uh, uh, footages that, uh, that cannot be done otherwise, or it's too expensive. So uh, the more cases we create like that, the more people from the business and uh, even from a uh, political side will will support us in our mission and will we'll even lobby for us. Uh, so I think there is, if there is a good application, if it's valuable, it will find its place uh, in the regulation. And the regulation is, uh, will be there to uh, maybe help us not uh, go in the wrong direction and uh, damage uh, ourselves uh, in terms of creating bad image for the drones and the drone apps. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, uh, but we, will, we need to create uh, valuable content uh, in terms of apps uh, to, to show legislation and, and to show people that are doing legislation that drone needs to be there. There is no other way. It's inevitable uh, and they need to allow it uh, in under certain conditions, of course
0: yeah no I, th- I think that's that's a that's a good way to think about it and you know it's it's kind of no matter what issue uh, or or development in the industry I'm, I'm talking about with people on these the the two takeaways on on how to use emerging technologies and emerging it, the emerging availability of different platforms for development well is always you know build something valuable and and build something responsibly and you know I think the point that that's always there to be made is that, that regulations obviously at some level are always going to be necessary but the better that the, the industry acts and the more that the industry regulates itself and, and formulates best practices and, and thinks of, respo- about its responsibility in using technologies like this the less regulation we need and the fewer problems that developers who are building you know applications with real value that, that have the potential to be intrusive or in some way uh, in some way, you know, violate sort of the, the strict guidelines that regulations tend to become, um, they don't they don't get the chance to do that. And and that I think is, is sort of what especially in, in the infancy of developing apps for drones, you have to think about. Um, and you know, it's it's not necessarily in its infancy, uh, but it but it's still in the public eye, I would say, in sort of the, the eye of the general public.
1: Smart drones
0: are, are not, aren't as as big of a, a going concern as a smartphone is. So it, it's it's a really important that we when you're developing after for drones. I think there's a lot of reasons to and a lot of opportunity there to to think about these things. Um, and I was wondering just to, to finish up, um, you talk a, a lot throughout this interview about how quickly you think drones are going to develop and as a platform, developers and as a, a technology impacting world. Um, so I just wanted to get an idea from you. Where do you think we will be on on smart drones or, or drones in general in our in our daily lives five years down the line from now? Where where do you think this is all headed?
1: It's it's happening even at the moment, and it could be part of our daily life. If not today, maybe tomorrow. I mean, really tomorrow, maybe latest next year, and uh, that. Uh, that's uh, that's a matter of, uh, of how much we would like to have them in our lives, and there are a lot of uh, practical examples of uh, of how drones can change our life significantly. I mean, most of them are about to be uh, about to prove themselves whether they are. Uh, viable or not and maybe the technology is not there yet but uh, we're seeing this. We're maybe in the front line of the innovation uh, for drones but drones are using uh, in security in surveillance in, uh, in mapping and, and this applies not only to businesses this applies only to our own property, for example and um, I would maybe as a as a finish of our uh, discussion, I would like to invite uh developers that are maybe inspired by our talk. I hope there are many and uh, would like to test this to to become part of our closed beta. And test the Flywire SDK, create our first apps, and uh, publish them on the marketplace. We will support them with marketing efforts and um, featuring them on the marketplace. So uh, let's uh, let's make this thing happen. It, it depends on us, and uh, th- we we don't have to wait for the technology. Technology has to gain gain on us, and uh, let's start making some apps that people will love. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, it's a, thanks for, for providing the opportunity to our listeners. And, and thank you for coming on and, and talking about what is one of the, the emerging and one of the more interesting uh, facets of the app industry today.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for this opportunity as well. Thanks for listening to Voices of the Industry. For more podcasts, visit the Apps Alliance at devspill.it or subscribe on iTunes.